0: Ideally, the customer should view the sales representative as someone who offers worthy opinions by bringing to bear the full weight of business acumen, industry knowledge, and skillfully asked questions.
1: Welcome to the ClinLab Sales Podcast, bringing fresh insight for focusing your sales strategy. Our host is Peter Francis, President of Clinical Laboratory Sales Training. In this episode, Peter discusses two ways to gain more business from existing customers. Cross selling and upselling. You'll learn how both of these methods can help you gain more revenue, build stronger client relationships, and reduce selling costs.
0: The laboratory industry largely equates to a zero sum game. This means when a lab gains a client, another lab loses one. Trying to unseat an incumbent reference lab from a satisfied doctor's office or a hospital resembles really no small feat. In fact, barring obvious client frustrations causing consideration of other lab services, it takes a very skilled and professional salesperson to demonstrate his lab's differences that might convince the satisfied prospect to consider switching. Add to this scenario the time it takes to build credibility and the costs involved with result connectivity it remains easy to understand the challenges. Lab owners, lab managers, sales managers, basically anyone who wants to see their lab revenues grow, sometimes become discouraged with the amount of resources it takes to activate new business. Most salespeople are given monthly quotas to meet, which adds more pressure and frustration to the job. Since the early 1970s, when large reference labs began to proliferate, Marketing people intuitively figured out increasing revenues from existing accounts helped considerably towards making their quotas. Both the reps and their manager quickly deduced it generally took less effort with no additional courier expense, but gave the same positive result. There are two different avenues to travel in order for clinical labs to gain more business from existing customers. One calls itself cross selling, and the other one upselling. Cross-selling. Cross-selling occurs when a company or institution, for example, a hospital, offers numerous services, and they attempt to get the the consumer, for example, the doctor, to use additional ones subsequent to establishing a business relationship. Hospital cross-selling develops into a potentially powerful weapon. It has become necessary due to the competitive pressures from commercial companies, the necessity of growing hospital revenues, and the desire to protect the relationship with the doctors. Administrators task many of their departments to grow revenues organically each fiscal year, and the hospital field person, provider relations rep, or the salesperson, plays a large role in this kind of initiative. The lab generates around 70% of clinical determinations in a patient's chart. Diagnostic decision-making, however, increases to about 80 to 90% if one combines imaging services with the lab. Consequently, from a volume, profitability, and consolidation point of view, it is understandable why hospitals aspire to market both entities. However, it does not simply rest with lab and imaging. The attraction of selling one stop shopping for a variety of healthcare services equates to mighty marketing fodder. Expanding the relationship. Most industry analyses show it costs about six times more to acquire a new customer than to retain a current one. On the other side of the coin, one widely accepts the fact that the cost of losing a customer must include all of the hidden costs of lifetime potential spending not to mention bad press. Therefore, from a business standpoint, it makes sense not only to do what constitutes a necessary action to retain current clients, but also to expand the relationships with those customers. Astute business leaders believe if a customer relationship does not advance, then it may soon retreat. The field representative plays a significant role in building and growing the bond between doctor's offices and the local hospital. He or she should aim to intensify the affiliation. Cross-selling strategies embody a terrific opportunity to realize both organic growth and rapport advancement. Cross-selling Effectively The first thing a salesperson has to do when he wants to broker various capabilities means adjusting to the proper mindset. He has to understand it boils down to a selling job, and it is not always easy. Most all communities have commercial labs, imaging centers, physical therapy and occupational health centers, and so forth. These businesses concentrate their efforts on improving every service aspect in an effort to remain as competitive and patient-centric as possible. On the other side of the coin, hospitals have traditionally held an orientation toward the inpatient. Within the last dozen years or so, some administrators have decided to challenge commercial vendors in the outpatient market. In the case of laboratory services, these institutions must make significant investments, such as connectivity, a field representative, courier, client services, uh, expanding their testing menu, the equipment, patient drawing centers, etc. Cross-selling can sometimes be frustrating for the hospital representative because there may not be exact parity of service offerings compared with local companies, especially in the clinical laboratory arena. The person responsible for brokering the hospital's lab requires focused training and consultative sales techniques. Field coaching by an experienced manager helps to solidify the classroom training component. Cross-selling is not a job for an entry-level individual learning the sales ropes. Even for an experienced salesperson, classroom instruction provides the optimum method to refresh and establish strategic and tactical expectations. Thereafter, consistent role-playing, and follow-up coaching becomes paramount in maintaining effectiveness. It remains important to understand human bias within the nature of sales. The customer must discover for him or herself the benefits of expanding his relationship with the hospital. The sales rep simply cannot flog services. He or she needs to ask questions, leading the client to discover better value and thereby greater outcomes. For example, hospital improvements with revenues derived from the doctor's referrals. Ideally, the customer should view the sales representative as someone who offers worthy opinions by bringing to bear the full weight of business acumen, industry knowledge, and skillfully asked questions. A jauntist eye Hospital administration may intuitively think independent doctors' practices already perceive some value in their facilities' capabilities. The very existence of a business relationship appears to have evidence analogous to trading currency. People feel it seems logical to break into new areas of the doctor's business, for example, laboratory, because, well, we're already doing business on other levels, so we must be considered a valuable asset to him. Management may operate under the mistaken assumption that this so-called currency transcends more worth than really exists. Ineffective cross-selling initiatives fail because the salesperson forgets to provide value creation for the client. The seller becomes a mere peddler, suggesting expanded capabilities without first helping the doctor gain insight on new opportunities they can seize or challenges they can address. Hospitals have begun responding to the implementation of health care reform and risk-based payment approaches by accelerating their hiring of both primary care and specialist physicians. This employment act, unfortunately, has shown to be, in a number of cases, an initial money-losing proposition for the hospital. After several years, however, hospitals expect to make money on employed physicians when they account for the value of all care, tests, and referrals. In this case of hospital-owned practices, the marketing person expectedly has an easier time converting the client. However, he or she should avoid any hint of hubris when approaching the office personnel for the first time. Mandating a change can create frustration and ill will for those who have been perfectly satisfied with a commercial vendor. There exists a human tendency to object to forced change. Thus... It takes a skillful and understanding approach by the field person. Upselling Besides cross-selling, the second way to augment revenues comes through laboratory upselling. Laboratories, both independent and hospital-based, can increase income through this method by educating the provider on tests, methodologies, and or clinical guidelines that generate new or more appropriate testing. In addition, with the ubiquitous scenario of multiple labs in one office practice, a well-trained marketing person may be able to persuade the client to siphon off discretionary lab work from one lab to another on a test-by-test basis or by a selected insurance company. Sometimes, the mere implementation of the lab's web portal onto a client's computer creates the incentive to transfer work from the primary to the secondary lab. It should not be overlooked that large reference labs have opportunities to upsell newly developed assays. In a hospital setting, a reference lab representative should inform the send-out clerk, the supervisor, the head of the lab department whose area the particular test applies, the lab director, and the pathologist. Following those steps, it stands as a logical next step to enlighten the appropriate attending physicians and, if a teaching hospital, fellows, and residents. Those specialized labs with a focused business offering such as pathology or dermatopathology, molecular, and so forth, they have a more limited opportunity to upsell due to their restrictive menus. Tests of interest. There sits a number of different approaches within this segment. One is to talk about a new test or profile the lab has recently introduced. Secondly, Talk about a test from the lab's reference lab. Or third, talk about a new methodology of an existing assay. Or fourth, talk about the availability of an assay the client did not know was accessible. Some labs educate their sales staff on a single test or method the lab has recently implemented. This prevails as a very good practice, allowing the sales or the service person to disseminate the information and, expectedly, witness more volume from said test or methodology. However, depending on the sales culture, one of the ignored training elements in some clinical laboratories resides in explaining a number of various assays and methods clinicians might utilize in their practice. Logically speaking, a sales representative would not want to spend precious time discussing their recently introduced hepatitis C viral load test to a rheumatologist. By the same token, outlining the components of a new celiac profile to a gastroenterologist or pediatrician would be very appropriate. If a lab has implemented PCR or LAMP methodology for C. difficile, Family practice and internal medicine clients would appreciate information on this more sensitive method. Labs should not rely solely on a newsletter for announcing changes and test editions. Unfortunately, many people disregard these documents or just not see them at all. Besides, a face-to-face discussion tends to have a more positive impact as opposed to reading. Using analytics to upsell By using the resources of the lab's IT department, a representative can upsell tests based on examining individual test activity of specific specialties to ensure his lab receives all of the testing associated with the doctor's specialty. For example, a representative may notice over the course of three or four months an endocrinologist has not sent intact PTH or maybe some other hormone tests. Perhaps the rep notes a lack of tumor markers mutation assays for drug toxicity or resistance, or ZAP70 from an oncologist. Citrulline antibody and ANA should be common assays referred by a rheumatologist's office. One should see TTG, IgA, and total IgA from GI offices. From family practice and internal medicine offices, one would expect to see not only abundance of TSH testing, but also a certain ratio of total T4, triiodothyronine, and possibly free T4 and TSI tests, all associated with the diagnosis of clinical and subclinical hyperthyroid patients. To add more power to the equation, comparing test activity between different clients of the same specialty stands as an interesting exercise. A representative should identify some testing similarity beyond CBC's metabolic panels, and other routine tests. If disparities exist, it may present itself as an upsell opportunity. At a minimum, the field person should confirm the client would send a test to the rep's lab if they saw a patient with a condition requiring that type of assay. Clinical Testing Guidelines. Another expectation from providers rests in learning about up-to-date testing guidelines issued by different organizations, For example, American Diabetes Association, the American College of OBGYN, American College of Genetics, College of American Pathology, the American Medical Association, and so forth. For example, in a primary care setting, patients with dyspepsia, or indigestion, in people younger than 55 should be tested for H. pylori using the urea breath test, or stool antigen, and this is according to the American College of Gastroenterology Guidelines. If a representative does not notice any H. pylori testing on a test activity report from a general practice physician, or if he or she notices H. pylori antibody tests, it could present an opportunity to discuss the current guidelines. Becoming a resource. Irrespective of the source, whether it's a professional association the rep's own laboratory, the reference lab, the reagent vendor, a consultant, representatives should strive to become a resource. Credibility rises exponentially when the client observes how a representative provides industry insight and value to the practice, and ultimately to patient care. Yes, this background sleuthing consumes upfront time, However, it can potentially pay big dividends, and it helps to separate the Me Too field person from the master class representative. Becoming an information specialist sits in the direct opposition to the field person stopping by his clients and casually asking the front desk person or the office manager, How's everything going with our lab service? Any problems I can address? First, reps do not have to ask if there are problems. The client will voice them on their own without any coaching. Second, aside from the visibility factor, there stands minimal positive outcome derived from such bland interaction. Assuming an equally vapid client response, Oh, everything's just fine, what does a rep and his employer gain from this uninspired communication? People tend to forget the significant costs associated with each client visit. From a business perspective, It makes sense to create a call that potentially adds value to both parties and avoid vacuous conversation. A lab's pathologist, PhD, or test kit supplier, or an outside consultant can explain various assays and newer methods and provide third-party proof to the field representative. Also, companies exist whose primary job resides in uncovering via IT analytics specific test ordering patterns by individual client in an effort to help labs understand where they need to concentrate their client educational processes. Possessing a journal article, a clinical guideline, a lab produced bulletin, a reference labs test information piece, or a vendor's brochure about a certain test provides the marketing person with a show-and-tell approach aiding in the credibility factor and in upselling. Final thoughts. Gaining more revenues in a zero sum situation transcends more than just exerting time and resources trying to convince clients to switch labs. Hospitals can engage in cross selling activities. Clinical laboratories, hospital based and independent, have potential upselling capabilities. In addition to gaining more revenues, both types of selling actions have the added components of building stronger relationships. 2. Reducing selling costs, and 3. Adding value to the vendor-client alliance. Office practices want information that will help them help their patients. Field reps can provide such consultation and potentially see additional revenues, making it a win-win scenario. This author knows an astute field service executive, not a salesperson who grew her territory in a rolling 12 month period approximately $250,000 by employing focused upselling techniques. The bottom line question remains are you leaving revenues on the table with any of your clients?
1: You've been listening to the ClinLab Sales Podcast. If you want to get all the episodes, you can subscribe using iTunes or any podcast application you like. If you found this valuable, please leave a review at iTunes. That helps a lot. For more information or to contact Peter Francis for sales training, visit clinlabsales.com. Thanks for listening.